today's episode of let's talk tds i'm ad and i'm jerry and you know what jerry we're gonna talk about your favorite team your favorite quarterback ryan Tannehill, against the colts in this thursday night matchup that we just saw a couple days ago what'd you think about it as i expected uh Tannehill's not much i know you've been a you know Big supporter of him this whole season, but now that's three straight losses. I mean, team looks a little uh, shaken right now. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, it was a it was pretty much a close game up till they got that punt return or a punt block for a touchdown, and I think it got out of reach for them after that. So, I mean, I don't think it was a bad game for Tannehill. Derrick Henry did his thing on the on the ground. You know, that's that's their game plan. Like you said, he's an average quarterback doing average numbers. And I think that's all they need him for. But they're just going to get that win. Too much to handle after that pump block. Yeah, well, you're going to need more than just average quarterback play if you're not able to succeed and win three phases of the game. So oh, that's yeah. what happens. They, you know, they did good on defense, bad on offense, bad on special teams. That's why they lost the game. Yeah, they just did bad on all three phases and – you know, you can only do so much. But what did you think about Phillip Rivers and his game against the Titans? I mean, again, he had a Phillip Rivers-type game. I mean, it wasn't bad, but it wasn't necessarily spectacular. And I just keep imagining what this Colts team would look like if they actually had, like, a young rising star at the quarterback position. I mean, just like a lot of A lot of teams. these teams. Yeah, a lot, a lot of teams. A lot of franchises want that. But it's just like this is one of these franchises that – has a solid defense, has weapons, has a solid line. Like, literally all they do is just need to plug in one of these top quarterbacks or young quarterbacks, and it would be really fun to see what they could do from there. But what they got is what they got. They got Phillip Rivers, savvy vet, able to establish wins in this league. Again, not saying he's playing bad, but, man, I just want to see what it looked like with a more prolific quarterback. Yeah, and um, he didn't look great at all last week against Baltimore, you know, they did terrible that game. This this week, you know, he looked better. But I don't know. He's not the answer. You know, I see that. You see that. And I think he needs also more weapons. T.Y. Hilton has not been putting up numbers this year. Pascal, I think, is their best wide receiver. And they're not saying much. So I, I think that's also, you know, hurting him a little bit. But I don't know. I I don't like I don't like the fit to be honest, and I don't like Philip Rivers in this offense. No, yeah, I mean I agree. I mean they don't have like that big star at the weapon position, but it's not like they haven't tried. I mean, like you said, Pascal was like a second round pick. They just wasted two second round picks and a wide receiver and a running back. One of which is Jonathan Allen, which is looking like a really good pick. I mean they also got depth. I mean they got Hines also too playing the running back position, who's playing well who's still getting lots of, you know, snaps and carries. So, I mean. But Jonathan is, I think he's regressed in the running back. And running I mean, backs. yeah, I mean, he he has as far as just this season. I mean, I feel like he's definitely hit his rookie wall. But, I mean, for what we've seen so far, I feel like, I mean, it's a solid pick. I mean, again, like, I don't think running backs are worth a first-round pick. But, 
I mean, what he did at Wisconsin and what he did earlier in the year, I mean, it shows that he can be uh, uh, one of those running backs who gets 20 touches and, and does good. Yeah, I think my, he needs that volume. Right. No, yeah, I mean, I agree. He needs the volume. But my, my point is that the Colts have not tried. You know what I mean? Like, you can look at the Patriots or, or even, like, the Packers and look at their, their draft history, and they're not putting in those resources, which is the draft picks, the money. And like I said, I mean, I just named like, within the last three years, I mean, they've invested – second and third round picks all across their, you know, skill positions. Yeah, offensive lines and skill positions to get to get players. So I mean again, are they are they making plays yet? Not yet. Not not yet. But again, like I said, they're putting in the resources. And once you just get more of established quarterback, I mean maybe maybe we get something going. Or just again one with a stronger arm. Because again, Phillip is established. He's just he's in the latter part of his career. Yeah, and you can see the decline I mean, you could you you've been seeing it for a few years now, but that's why the Chargers let go of him. Yeah, and I think he still has one more year left on his contract with the Colts, but I don't think they're gonna get far. They might win the division, but after that, I don't think they're gonna win a, a playoff game. Not like this. But let's go ahead and go to our fantasy players of the week, quarterback position. What do you got? All right. Well, I'll just make it quick and smooth. I got uh, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers MVP type season. I mean, it's no shock. I've mentioned it multiple times. And, again, I just see another one. He's playing against Jacksonville. Not necessarily a terrible defense, but, I mean, they're middle of the pack and they have no offense, which equals, in my mind, a bad defense. Because, you know, if you have no offensive help and you're constantly putting your defense in positions not to succeed, it's not going to go good for them. I mean, A-Rod's already sitting at 24 touchdowns and two interceptions. Well, last year, in perspective, he had 26 touchdowns and four interceptions. So he's got two more touchdowns or two less touchdowns than he did last year and two less interceptions he did last year, and we're, what, barely halfway through the season? Yeah. That's a good one, I think. Uh, We got Kyler Murray, again, another young quarterback, barely in his second year, and – in all of his games except for one, he has one touchdown passing and one rushing touchdown. That's phenomenal. And that's just the definition of consistency, and that's what you want a fancy player. He's playing against Buffalo. Relatively tough defense, but again, the consistency is there. I just said it. In all of his games, he's got a passing and a rushing touchdowns except for one. And then my last one is uh, Teddy Bridgewater. Surprisingly, he's got the fifth most yards this year. And he's playing against, you know, a relatively tough team, but I think I predict a, a shootout with the Bucks. So uh, I just see opportunity, and uh, I think he'll capitalize. Okay, yeah, I like that. Um, I got Jared Goff versus Seattle. You know, Seattle's passing defense is terrible, the worst <laughs> yeah. right now. And Seattle has already allowed 26 Point seven points per game to the quarterback position, so that's average. So yeah, they're they're allowing a lot of points to the quarterback position, and anybody that goes against them is gonna shine, in my opinion. Then I got Justin Herbert versus Miami, my boy Justin Herbert. Man, right now he's you know he's looking like the rookie of the year right now. He's playing like it. He's outshining Burrow right now. So and Miami has allowed. 20-plus fantasy points to four different quarterbacks this year, and I think he'll be the fifth. And then I got Aaron Rodgers versus Jacksonville. Yeah, I just think, you know, he's been balling out this year, and Jacksonville's ranked 28th against the pass and, and 34th 
30, and 31st in points allowed. So, yeah, I think most, most of the, their defense, they're really good at stopping the run. But when it comes to the pass, they're not very good. And I think Aaron Rodgers is going to exploit that and get put some points on the board. All right, yeah, I like that. I like that. All right, well, then I'll follow up with some running backs. And I'll continue with uh, the Packers, Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones averaging 20 touches the last game. And to me, it's an easy matchup with the opportunities of getting, like I said, the volume. Uh, another one I got is Antonio Gibson. He's had back-to-back games with touchdowns, and the Lions have allowed the most rushing touchdowns this year with 13. Um, and then finally, the last one I got is James Robertson. 20 touches a game, and uh, I think it's just, again, volume. I mean, 20 touches a game, and he's had seven touchdowns in eight games against uh, a Packers defense. That's not necessarily good. Um, I mean, again, not bad, but the opportunity – the Jacksonvilles, they want to try to keep this game close, even though they know they're not going to lose. But what are they going to do? They're going to try to slow down the game with the running back. Hey, man. You like James Robinson, huh? Yeah, almost as much as you like James Washington. I know. They're, they're, they're one of my favorites. I can tell. But now let me, get, uh, let me get into mine. I got Mike Davis against Kansas City. You know, since Mike Davis, you know, when he gets a starting role with the – with the Panthers, he's put over 15.5 points four different times. And I think he's only started like six games. So, you know, he he, he has the volume, and McCaffrey's going to be out this week. So I think that's going to help him a lot. And he's going against a Kansas City defense that allows a lot of points on the, on the, on the ground. So, yeah, I think that's going to be a good game for him. Next, I got Dalvin Cook against Chicago. Yes, I know it's a Chicago defense. They got good running, running uh, defense and passing defense. But Dalvin Cook is the whole offense, not the whole offense, but the majority of the offense. You know, he's averaging five point five point nine six um, yards per carry right now this season, and he has twelve touchdowns. So I think they're gonna keep feeding the ball, and he's gonna just up those numbers. And then I also have. James Robinson against the Green Bay Packers. Packers have allowed the second most touchdowns to running backs this year. So I think he's going to get maybe a couple touchdowns this game. Dang, a couple? Couple. Robinson can't stop him. That's just how it is. But let's go on to our wide receivers. I got Keenan Allen versus the Dolphins. Guess why? Because I got Justin Herbert, too. So, Keenan <clears throat> Allen has averaged double-digit targets in the last six consecutive games. So, I think that's going to keep trending. And I think he will ball out against this Dolphins defense. Then I have Terry McLaurin versus the Lions. He's had two consecutive games with a touchdown. And while Alex Smith is starting, I think it's an upgrade from Kyle Allen. But he's starting this week, and I might his numbers might regress a little bit, but I still think he's going to put up good numbers and score a touchdown in this one. Then I have Tyler Lockett versus the Rams. You know, I think Ramsey's going to be more on DK Metcalf because he's a better wide receiver. So I think Tyler Lockett's going to have, uh, you know, 
little bit more targets than DK Metcalf and gonna be, gonna put up better numbers. So this will be a good matchup for him, and to be honest, one of my favorite games for the week. What do you have? Well, I'll just start off with uh, I got Robbie Anderson. He plays for Carolina, and he gets like nine targets a game. And yeah, it's he's been phenomenal. doing good this season, man. It's phenomenal. Yeah. It's just great. So mm. I imagine him to have a great game against Tampa Bay because, like, they're going to have a shootout. And I see this is going to be, like, a really good game. And then after that, I got uh, DK Metcalf. He's got the second most yards in the NFL, and I expect him to be the one to reciprocate from Ramsey covering Tyler Lockett because he's the number one. So... That's what's going to happen. And then I also have Keenan Allen, like you said, double digits. He's averaging 11 targets a game. The last three games, he's got 295 yards, so that's basically just 100 yards a game. And I feel like that would be a good pickup, even though it's a tough matchup against Miami because they got some really good corners. It'll be a fun matchup because of the volume. And those are my three wide receivers. Hey, you know, if you want to copy my stuff, I know you saw Keenan Allen on my page. Don't forget that I'm the one who finished the script first. Hey, but I didn't look at your script, bro. You had to to know <laughs> what the schedule was. What do you mean? <laughs> but let's go on to our tight ends. Who do you got? All right. I'll start it off real short and sweet. Evan Ingram, Eric Ebron, TJ Hawkins, all for relatively the same reasons. They're great players. All drafted in the first round. No, I'm kidding. All right, the reason why... Evan Ingram is a great pick because he's had 29 targets in the last three games, basically 10 targets in the last three games. Yeah, he got his first touchdown last game, but I expect him to, you know, like I said, in the last three games, they, they're trying to show that they're they're feeding him the ball. Philly's got a weak defense, division rival. I expect him to have another big game. Eric Ebron, back-to-back games with touchdowns. He's playing against Cincinnati, another division matchup. I expect him to continue his streak and go for three straight games with a touchdown. And then my guy, TJ Hawkins, he's been on the list probably most more than anybody Every I've week. mentioned. And again, three out of the last four games, he's got a touchdown. He's averaging seven targets a game. And, you know, he's going to be the only guy. Kenny Galladay's still out, and they're playing against a really weak Washington defense. They got a tough front seven, but once you get past that pass rush, I mean, you can eat all day. I like those. I we have the kind of the similar picks. I got Ironic. Darren Waller, Evan Ingram, and Eric Ebron. Like you said, um, I got Darren Waller going against Denver. Um, you know Denver's not too bad against the tight ends. Um, but it is their weak spot. They're ranked right in the middle at 15. So I think they're gonna feed Darren Waller the ball a lot in this game. Then I got Evan Ingram versus Philly. You know. Philly ranks 28th against tight ends. So I think, you know, this is a good opportunity for Ingram to break out again. And I got Eric Ebron against Cincinnati. You know, Ben Roethlisberger and and Eric and Eric Ebron have been, you know, have having good chemistry the last few games. So I think that's going to keep trending and, you know, put up some good numbers. But let me get to my kicker of the week. You know, I finally hit one last week. And I think I'm going to roll this week. Sure. Will Lutz. 
will put up astounding numbers. And for, you know, us casual fans, who does he play for? He plays for the Saints. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So, so the Saints. I yeah, mean. I think the Saints are going to have a, a tough matchup. And I think they're going to have to, uh, you know, kick a little bit more field goals than they're used to. So, this is going to be a good, a good matchup for them. All right, yeah. St- pretty, pretty stout defense uh, in the 49ers. All right, okay, I can see that. And you wait. What were his predictions again? I'm sorry. I say I say you'll probably do like four field goals. Okay. Three forty yard field goal and one fifty yard field goal. Okay, so nothing record breaking, but a factor in the game. Yeah, it's just like those long field goals that you need in fantasy football. Okay. Okay. All right. So well, there you go. Put up some points. There you go, folks. From our kicker expert, he watches you know all twenty two of these you know kickers I watch on the, the daily. I watch. The placements of the ball. Yeah. I got to watch the holder. So, yeah. I do extensive training with these kickers. Yeah. Y'all folks got Pornhub. He's got kickers. Yeah. Switch over. <laughs> you won't regret it. But let's move on to our games of the week. Number one, Texans at the Browns. This, this probably summarizes our podcast. Since we started, you hate Deshaun Watson. I hate Baker Mayfield. I don't hate. I just think Man, that you hate him, bro. No, I just when I don't, I don't, I just don't overhype him like you know typical media does. Like I mean, he's a like second. you overhype Baker Mayfield. I don't overhype Baker Mayfield. Yeah, I said you he's said he's the greatest quarterback ever. No, I put him in the same vein as I put Tannehill. You know, I mean, there were I put him lower than that. I mean, they got a winning record. What do you mean? Because of the running backs it doesn't and their change. defense. Oh, my. Okay. Not because well, of Baker Mayfield. Hey, all I'm saying is ask <laughs> the Cowboys running backs to do that. And, like, with their quarterback play, like, they can't. And we got good running backs, too. Like I said, he's maybe 17, 18 in yeah, my not, rankings. I'm not saying he's a top five quarterback. I'm just saying he's yeah, a serviceable now you're, quarterback. You're saying he's, like, a top 10, man. I never said that. I don't know. We got to look at the tape. I think he's in the <laughs> he's in the top half of quarterbacks. I think I think he's in the bottom half. Well, that's where we differ then. Yeah. So 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 where do you put Deshaun Watson? I put him in the top half. Top half where? Top ten? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, I think he's in the top ten too. Yeah, I mean, I put him in the top ten, but again, like what he's getting paid, what the hype is around him and his name. You just don't like the money. It's not even just the money. It's that he gets so much more, like, um, benefit of the doubt than, like, let's say, for instance, my quarterback did, you know, Dak Prescott. I know, again, he's out. I keep preaching this. But, again, when you just look at the buzz around Watson's name versus what Dak Prescott's name is, it's like they did not hesitate to give Deshaun Watson the second-highest-paid contract. But, yet, for some reason, there's, you know, an issue whether or not Dak should be a top five quarterback. You know what I mean? Like that's where it bugs me when in my mind, Dak has shown more, the stats show he's shown more. Yeah. That's all I'm getting is that it just seems like unfair bias by, you know, your casual fans and the media that for some reason, Deshaun Watson's better and Dak's not as good, but I digress. What I see in this matchup is two first round quarterbacks trying to find their niche still in this league. 
but I see the Browns winning this game because, they again, when I look at the team as a whole, when I look at the quarterback position, I see a push. I know it's kind of crazy. I know for you for sure I see. Actually, you know what? I don't see a push. Deshaun Watson is a better quarterback, but not by much enough for me to give them the win because when I look at the Browns, they have a more complete team as far as defense and run game and a better coach in my mind. So I see the Browns winning this one 27-23. Okay. Like me, I think where you're coming from that is Dak Prescott with the Cowboys. So, of course, he's going to have more heat on him than Deshaun Watson. But Deshaun Watson's been doing this with no offensive line his whole career. And y'all have more weapons by far. So, you know. Hey, what are all those weapons doing without a quarterback? Nothing. Yeah, but that's because it's a lower, not even top 32 quarterbacks that that's playing for your team right now. Well, that's what I'm saying. So you can't but say plug that in Dak Baker Prescott. Mayfield maybe there, you know, they'll do better. I don't think so. They don't, they still don't have an offensive line. And again, I'm, that's why I don't put D- Baker in the top 10 because if he doesn't have everything perfectly around him, he can't succeed. That's to me, the difference between the top five quarterback and everybody else is that top five yeah. quarterback can take situations that aren't ideal for 95% of the league but, and still be successful. But Dak Prescott wasn't was had a losing record before he went down. Right, but again, we're speaking for what he can, can control and what he can control. But is the you're offense. talking about yeah, but we're talking about the offense. Yeah. We're, we're controlling what he can control is the offense. He doesn't control his defense being the worst, historically the worst. You know, he doesn't control the. Yeah, fact they've been that better the last few games. Right, but that's again, that's what I'm saying. It puts perspective of yeah. where we are as at the quarterback position for my particular team. But again, what I was talking about at those points is that from the offensive standpoint the Cowboys were still the number one offense with that quarterback. That's what he can control. You know yeah, what I mean? And, he, and and Deshaun Watson, he has a bad defense too. Right, but you his offense saying? is not even in the top ten. Because he doesn't have players. Okay. I mean, that's fair. I mean, it is a fair argument, but it's like also saying like Tom Brady like, was, plug didn't in, have his best. Plug in Deshaun Watson with the Cowboys, guarantee you to have a winning record. Well, yeah, because I still I do even see with him. a bad offensive line. I don't think so. I think I think we'd be five hundred. I think, no, think they'll have a winning record. I think we'd be five hundred because it's shown time and time again that Dak or not Dak Prescott, uh, Watson hasn't improved as far as recognizing blitzes, getting rid of balls when when the play is dead. And but he's a good scrambler. I mean, yeah, but I mean that's also what made him get gets hurt and questionable. He got hurt sometimes. one time, right? But I mean, it doesn't change the fact that 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 probably is prohibiting his growth because now he's having to, you know, even if let's say he sprains a, a hammy, well, now the entire week he's recovering from a hammy versus in in the playbook studying and you know you know building a rapport with his wide receivers. Things yeah. like that add up. You know what I mean? Things like that add I mean, up. But that's with every team right now. Especially with COVID, but I mean, well, yeah, but it's also not like ask Russell Wilson. He's right there practicing the playbook, not recovering from a hammy because he's questionable the entire week. You know what I mean? He can do both. Mm. But my point is, he hasn't gotten hurt with the offensive line, the defense that he has, and the receivers, the weapons, the running back. He has he doesn't have weapons around him or anything around him to succeed. And but ever since Bill O'Brien has left, his numbers have been way better. So I think this is where you're going to see more of Deshaun Watson controlling the game and taking this Browns team down. I think they're going to win 28-24 to in this one. Close matchup, but I think Texans got it. All right, we'll see. I mean, we'll see. It's going to be a good matchup. I like it. All right, well, next we got Washington at Detroit. What do you think? 
I, I, if if Matthew Stafford's healthy, I think he was on the injury report. So if he is, if he's in this game, I have the Lions winning twenty four twenty one. It's just you know the defense for Washington is pretty good. Um, the Lions that they're gonna have to rely a lot on the running on running game so they can release some pressure on Matthew Stafford if he plays. And then you know Kenny Galladay is not gonna be playing, so that's gonna be a big a big um, decline for this Lions offense. But ultimately, I think they can win this game because Alex Smith. You know, I don't think he's he's there. Like he's not like who he used to be, and I don't think he's gonna be able to get this win. What about you? Yeah, I agree. I, uh, I wish I could say Washington could win this so they could not be in the top five as far as drafting for next year. But I mean, they don't <laughs> have uh, they don't have enough weapons. I feel on the offensive side of the ball. Yeah, and I don't think they have an identity yet as what they're trying to do. Like, do they want to run the ball? I mean, they have Antonio Gibson who's trying to run the ball. You got also Terry McLaurin who's really good at you know receiving, but I don't see a quarterback and I don't see an identity. I mean, I feel like you just got a few you know, glimmers of hope as far as the future. But as of this year, I don't see much of an identity for Washington. Yeah. I know a lot of people say they got a good defense, but really they don't. They've just invested a lot in their front seven. And it is good when you allow them to. But, I mean, you see it time and time again. When they play against savvy veteran quarterbacks who know how to recognize blitzes and recognize uh, defensive schemes, it, it's irrelevant. You yeah, know what I mean? They, like get, it, they get the ball out quick. Yeah, I mean, you just get the ball out so quickly. And, again, that's one of the things I'm constantly harping on, you know, Deshaun Watson. But, again, we're not we're past that matchup is, like, again, you know, like you said, if Stafford's playing, savvy vet, he knows how to read a defense. He knows how to recognize a blitz. He, he again, not saying he won't be bothered by the pass rush, but he'll be able to deal with it. And uh, I see the, you know, the Lions winning this one 20-24, uh, to 24, even though they're a little beat up on offense. Yeah, I agree with that. Completely. So All right. You, so you want the you want, you don't want Washington to have a worse record than y'all. I mean, I mean, no, no. Why, why would I want that? No, okay. Yeah. I'll just I'll just make it just seeing where you're at right now. You know. I mean, at this point, no, because I'm I'm a realistic fan, and I know even if somehow uh, the Cowboys won this terrible division, uh, we would just be first round slaughter. So why would I be cool with being just first round slaughter now, picking nineteenth overall? Because that's just bare minimum. I'd be picking nineteenth. Yeah. When, as of right now, if the draft was today, we'd be picking third. So you want to pick third? Yeah, of course. I want to pick okay. second. I want to pick second. So you want a quarterback? Just you know. No, not a quarterback. Oh, I want to. Okay. I want to trade back. Yeah. Get more picks for Dak Prescott and that phenomenal offense they got no, going. No, I need on. defense. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, That's okay. why I want more picks for Dak Prescott yeah. to build up that defense, so he doesn't have to do it by himself. What about yeah. that line? I mean, it, it the line does worry me, but I mean, Dak Prescott showed. He had the number one offense with like three undrafted guys and like three of our all pros on like season ending injuries. So Think it's, a, be all it's, right? a, it's a concern, but he, yeah. he's shown that he he can make do. So Okay, so you think he'll be fine with the offensive line, even if it's a little beat up? Yeah, if it's a little beat up, because again, I mean, super optimistic Cowboy fan over here. I'm expecting our left tackle, Lyle, and, uh, or sorry, uh, Tyron and our, our right tackle, Lyle, to come back completely healthy and yeah. Zach Martin to just go back to his regular position at right guard. So optimistic, but yeah, I think that'll be all right. All right, all right. All right, let's move on to our next game. Eagles at the Giants. Who do you got in this one? Man, I just want the, again, I just want someone to take control of this division. I want the Eagles to go ahead and just start running away with it. I want them to win this game. 
Do I believe they will? Yeah, I do. I think they're slightly a better team. Yeah. I think they have a slightly better quarterback. I think at one point, I think Carson Wentz could have been one of the next faces of the NFL. But ever since that injury. Yeah, the injury held him back a lot. Yeah, I think he's he's super hesitant. I don't know if he's he's just scared to get hurt again. But just something something changed mentally. But with all that being said, as of right now, Carson Wentz still the better quarterback. I see them winning this game 24-17. Giants don't really have much going for them right now, so, yeah. Yeah, the Giants, just offensively, they're not really clicking. You know, sometimes you see flashes of Daniel Jones, but then then you see, like, why Daniel Jones can't progress. You know, he'd just be throwing terrible passes to uh, bad coverage. So, you know, that's just, that's just one of his problems, you know, trying to – just throw the ball away whenever you don't have nothing there. Right. And he has to he has to get better at that. And I, that's why I think the Eagles will come out on top on this one because, you know, Carson Wentz is better. He's better. And even though he doesn't have – I think he's getting Alshon Jeffrey back this week. So that will be good. And he has Miles Sanders. So I think it's their, offensive, their offensive weapons are getting back on track. So I think this is going to be a better matchup for him. And But I still have this game 20-14. to 14. Not a high-scoring game. Just, you know, just a good defensive – Stance by the Giants and then Eagles barely inching out for the win. But yeah, I don't have that much on this game. I think the Eagles should win this division, in my opinion. I would hope so. <laughs> well, let's move on to our next game. Jags at the Packers. Man, what do you think about this crazy game right here? I don't think it's that crazy. Not me either. Yeah, I think the I think the Jaguars I mean they're beat up. They're not a good team. They're still trying to establish what they want to do. I mean, I feel like right now they're literally in the middle of thinking, all right, are we trying to blow this all up and draft a quarterback, or are we going to, like, ride with the six-round pick that's playing relatively decent? I mean, he had one decent game. I mean, I mean, he had a decent rookie season, which, again, from a six-round guy who wasn't even expected to be Oh, you're talking guy. about Minshew. I think yeah, no, yeah, I'm talking about yeah, the rookie talking from about, last week. Yeah, no, yeah, I'm talking about Minshew. Again, that's what I'm saying, like, because I know Minshew's kind of banged up. I'm not even sure if he's starting in this necessarily this game. I think he was. I think he was. But, uh, again, like, that's what I'm saying is, like, that's what this this team needs to figure out. This was this franchise needs to figure out is what direction are they trying to go? Are they going to lead in Minshew? Are they going to draft a guy? Or you know what I mean? So yeah, they got a lot of issues, a lot of problems. Not a good team. Not sure what their identity is. And the Packers know what their identity is. It's we're we're an Aaron Super Bowl contenders. Yeah, we're an Aaron Rodgers led team, prolific offense. You know. So with all that being said, I think it's going to be a pretty easy win. I think it's going to be 20 to 30 Packers. I think the score, again, even though it's a 10-point deficit, even still looks closer than what it really is. I think that they're going to get those 20 points in garbage time, and that's even if they're still even good enough to do that because people federalize even garbage stats. You still need to be good enough to acquire them. So, Yeah, I completely agree with that. I think the Packers are just going to run away with this game, um, 28 to 16. You know, Aaron Rodgers is going to do his thing. Aaron Jones is going to do his thing. And just Jags offense is just non-existent right now. And especially where you don't even know who's going to start. Um, but I think Minshew will start this game. But I don't think that's going to do anything for this team. So, yeah, I got the Packers winning 28-16 and a blowout. Let's move on to our next game. Chargers at the Dolphins. <clears throat> 
Chargers at Dolphins. I know you're excited about this matchup. Hey, he proved me wrong last week, man. I'm I not gonna you, lie. You were talking mad, mad stuff about him. I know, I know. And then even earlier, you were concerned. You were very concerned about his delicate hips. So, uh, yeah, it's still delicate, man. <laughs> so, with all that being said, these are two highly drafted quarterbacks. What do you think of this matchup? I have the Chargers winning this matchup. I totally agree with against you. Against the Dolphins. You know, Justin Herbert, man, he's been doing everything he can to put this Chargers team to win games. But defensive slacks. Last week they could have won. Justin Herbert threw a perfect ball. Then the drop by Mike Williams. It's just, man, just things are not going the Chargers way. Cannot close out games. Coaching might have some problem with that, some problems with that, but I don't know. Justin Herbert did everything he can to win that game last week, and he should have won that game. Yeah, I, I think uh, these are two young teams, obviously led by two young quarterbacks. As of right now, I'm giving it to the Chargers, but if Tua played the way he played last week, last week like he did on his debut, I'd be picking the Dolphins because. As far as I'm concerned, they got better coaching. They got a better defense. And, again, last week they showed, wow, okay, you can actually have a pretty prolific offense. against the, And that was against the Cardinals, too. Yeah, so that, that was a pretty competitive game back and forth. You know, it was a shootout. So, again, th- if he had that performance two weeks in a row, I'd be picking the Dolphins. But as of now, Herbert's the guy. He's established himself as, like, you know, a very formidable NFL quarterback in this league, especially since his rookie year. And uh, I'm going to take that a little bit more experience that he's got. And uh, I'm going to take the Chargers 27-24. I think it's going to be another very close game for the Dolphins and uh, the Chargers. Yeah, I have a 27-21. But, you know, I'm excited for Justin Herbert. He's looking like a good quarterback. And we'll see what, what, what happens later in the year. Our next game, Broncos at the Raiders. Look, yeah, I know the Raiders are doing pretty good this season. You know, they have a winning record. I think they're five and four right now. But the Broncos, if they can get it figured out in the first half, they will win this game. Against this, you know, middle of the pack Raiders passing defense and uh, Drew Locke has been looking better the last two games. Not in the first half. In the second half, it's like a whole different quarterback. So I think if they can get it going in the first half, they will win this game. And I do have them winning this game 24-21. It'll be a tight match back and forth. But ultimately, I think the Broncos will win this game. Yeah, I share the thought that it's going to be a back and forth. But... uh I see the Raiders coming out on top, mainly just because uh, when I look at these teams, I really see that th- these two teams, not saying they're mediocre teams, but these are, these are middle-of-the-pack teams. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. the Raiders will be lucky if they win, like, 9-7, and seven, in my opinion. They'd be lucky if they got to that. And the Broncos, let's be honest, they'd be lucky if they got to 7-9. and nine. Yeah. So, uh, with that being said, I think the Raiders slightly have the advantage in this game just because, again, when I look at the teams as a whole, both of them, they're they're both relatively complete. You know, obviously the Broncos are still trying to establish themselves on offense. Their defense 
it's a little older, but they know who they are. You know, they got a pretty stout, you know, pass rush. They're trying to establish their, you know, their pass defense in the back end. But uh, with all that being said, I think the fact that they have stability at the quarterback position and they ha- they know who their running back is. I mean, the Broncos, in my opinion, have two really good running backs, but they don't know what to do with them because, again, they're trying to establish who they are as an offense. You know what I mean? So they don't know what to do with them. And I say give Philip Lindsay the ball. I mean, I, I would like Melvin Gordon. I mean, I, I I totally agree. I mean, it's actually kind of a shame, you know. Phil Lindsay comes comes, you know, undrafted, has back to back thousand yard season, and then all of a sudden just gets benched for Melvin Gordon. Which again, I understand. Money says it, you know. First round running back. And I'm pretty sure y'all invested a pretty penny for him. But man, does that suck? But again, like I said, with all that being said and done, I think it's more established at the quarterback position. We know what Derek Carr is. We know that the running game is good with Josh Jacobs, and. uh with that being said, I think it's going to be a close win, but uh, I think the Raiders come out on top 23-24. Yeah, it'll be a good matchup. We'll see what happens when my Broncos get that W. Yeah, I mean, division rivalry, you never know. I mean, I mean, it could be a lopsided for the Broncos. I mean, like I said, these teams, in my opinion, are very close. I mean, the middle-of-the-pack type team. So, um, yeah, it could easily go that way, too. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to be watching this game. Don't worry, you know. Come, well, come with the stats next week. All right, well, let me know because I'm excited to hear them now. But, All right. but with that, let's go to another exciting matchup. I think, you know, you got the number one overall pick. You got Cincinnati Bengals versus a really hot team. Managed to stay undefeated against my really tough, scrappy team Cowboys last week. Steelers. What do you think? Bengals at Steelers. Man, I don't know. I have this as a really close matchup. Um, I have the Steelers winning it, 24-23. But you know what? Like, yes, the Steelers are undefeated but they have not won against really good teams. You know, they almost lost against Jeff Driscoll and the Broncos, a third stringer. They almost lost against a fourth stringer with the Cowboys. And Bengals, like, they haven't won really tough games. So, I mean, they've won other games, but they haven't beat a, re- a really tough team. So I think, I think they'll win this game 24-23, but Joe Burrow's going to put up a fight. Yeah, I, I can't knock anything you said. Uh, I pretty much agree on all facets. Uh, I know the Steelers haven't won against very tough, tough competition. But like I say all the time, I mean, is it their fault? They didn't create the schedule. They just, you know, they got presented the schedule. and they're oh, just, yeah. And they're just knocking everybody out that's on it. So, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, yeah, they haven't faced against stiff competition. But at the end of the day, we've knocked out everybody who's been put in front of us as of now. And I can I expect it to continue. I I, I do see it being a, a relatively tough matchup, but honestly, I think the Steelers will be in control the entire time. You know, Ben Roethlisberger, that running game, the the plethora of wide receivers they have. I think yep. I think they just they're too depth again, too complete. When I look at this team versus the Bengals, on just all three phases, you know, and, and even if you want to throw in that fourth phase, which is coaching. I mean, obviously, coaching they're out they're they're out coached. Oh, yeah. Offense is better. The defense might – I mean, the defense is – no, actually, the defense for sure is the Steelers and special teams. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, all right, yeah. Yeah, well, they're not, just better all around. Yeah, just better all around. So, with that being said, uh, I think it's going to be 28-21. Again, like I said, I, I think the Steelers will be in control the entire time, and I think actually the score looks closer than what I think the match will feel and will be like when you watch it. So, yeah, yeah with that being said, Steelers on the win, 28-21. Okay, all right. Let's move on to our next game. 49ers at the Saints. Like I said, I think this is going to be uh, 
You know, the Saints are not going to be beating this defense around like last week they did against the Bucks. So I believe it's going to be uh, an okay game, but the Saints will win this game 27-20. Kick a little bit more field goals because this defense is pretty good. But, you know, they don't have a quarterback right now, the 49ers. So I think they got Muller in there right now. So I don't think that's going to be enough to beat the Saints team. And, yeah, I, I just think it's going to be a one-sided game. Yeah, I think it's going to be a one-sided game, but I think the Saints are going to put up more than uh, what you think. I think they're going to go actually and win this one 28-23. I think that they're just they're just more complete again all around. And I feel with that win last week, you know, d- demolishing Tampa Bay, a division rival, you know, I think they swept them because they beat them week one. I believe that was the first match of the year was Saints versus uh, Bucks, and they beat them that week. Here yeah. we are now. They beat them last week. Take control of the division. Yeah, they're they're taking control of the division, feeling confident about themselves. An- another NFC team that's you know maybe squeaks into the playoffs. I mean, they can go ahead and squash their dreams and again establish themselves as one of the the best NFC teams right here. And I think they will. Again, like I said, uh, I think this will be an easy Saints win, twenty eight twenty three. Again, one of those games where the scoreboard looks closer than what the game really feels Garbage like when time. you watch it. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, that's what I see. Saints win. Yeah, I was. I would be more excited if Garoppolo was in there, but Mullins. I mean, yeah, you know. I mean that's just another reason. Again, I'm just adding fuel to the fire right there. I mean that's just another reason why I don't feel like this 49er team can compete. I mean, as good as the defense they have, it's beat up. <laughs> you know. What oh I mean? yeah, everywhere I mean, they're beat up everywhere right yeah, now. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. All right. Let's move on to our next game again. In the beginning of the year. I was more excited about this match, but right now I'm not at all, especially how the Patriots played last week against the Jets. Ravens at Patriots. I got the Ravens winning 31-17, and I think it'll be a blowout. This defense is going to scare Cam Newton off, probably bench him again. And, yeah, I'm just not excited about this matchup, and I think the Ravens are going to manhandle this Patriots team. What do you think? I don't know. I guess I kind of have a different vibe about this game, mainly because I've just been so let down by the Rams. Uh, not the Rams, I'm sorry, the Ravens. They've yeah. been, in my opinion, a really big disappointment considering how explosive, how fun, how electric Lamar and just that entire team was last year. And now watching them, it's just, I mean, they're still a good team. You know, you see flashes of them being, you know, still explosive and electric, but just comparing the Ravens of this year compared to the Ravens of 2019, it's like night and day. You know what yeah. I mean? It, it's, it Especially really Especially in is. the passing game. It really is. So, I don't know. I, I, like I said, I just feel weird about this game. And I actually have this game being relatively high score. But I see the Patriots winning this one. Mm. I, I feel like Cam Newton will... You know, I know he's not the great quarterback, but I think he's going to bust out one of those, again, vintage Cam Sneaky Newton games. Wins. Yeah, just, you know, come out with a vintage Cam Newton performance. Out of nowhere, it might be his last one of the year. I mean, he might want to say, hey, look, I can compete with still these young cats, and then he does, and then might not do anything for the rest of the year. But that's just how I feel about this particular game. I just see the Patriots winning a relatively high-scoring game, 27-24. Patriots win. Okay. All right. We'll see how that goes this week, Jerry. Yeah, I mean, we'll see for sure. I just feel like that's randomly one of those upsets of this week. So we'll see if it pans out or not. All right. All right, let's go to our next game. Vikings at the Bears. Look, 
the Vikings, you know, they they show flashes. But then sometimes they just, you know, crash down to earth. So I don't know. This is this is a weird game for me, but I still think the Vikings will win this game. The Red Dalvin Cook, and I think they'll do enough to win this game against this Bears' pretty good defense. Twenty-four, twenty-one. What do you think? Well, I think it will be a very close game, very similar to that score. I can see them going back and forth. You know how I feel about these division rivalries. The Bears, in my opinion, more complete team, but they really, really lack luster at the quarterback position. They don't have a quarterback. Yeah. Vikings, on the other hand, they don't have a complete team, but their offense, when it clicks, it can look really, really good. Um, Only if they were more consistent. Yeah, I mean, a pretty good team. yeah, yeah. I mean, for sure. I mean, that's what I'm saying. I mean, you're looking at Justin Jefferson. I mean, if Dak Prescott didn't go down, I mean, there's no doubt Justin Jefferson is definitely the best wide receiver coming out as a rookie. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's just no doubt. And uh, like I said, if it wasn't for Dak Prescott going out, CeeDee Lamb could have maybe had that. But, I mean, they're really honestly neck and neck. And Justin Jefferson as a rookie looks phenomenal. Their running game with Dalvin Cook looks amazing. Their offensive line is stout. If they only had more consistency at the quarterback position, yeah, Kirk Cousins just up and down. Yeah, it, it, it's too crazy. I think they're 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 one year away from from doing something with that. But with all that being said, I got to I got to give it to the Bears, even though they don't have a quarterback. I just feel like the more complete team, the better coaching. I feel like that's going to prevail. And uh, the Vikings haven't shown that they they got good coaching. And yeah, like I said, it's. Tough game. Honestly, a tough matchup for me to decide, but I'm going to slightly give the edge to the Bears just because, just again, if I got to look at the whole picture, I just see them more complete. Yeah, it's just uh, Trubisky, not it. Nick oh. Foles, not it. Oh, yeah. I mean, honestly, me being a Cowboy fan, those that's one of the teams I'm looking at. Like, hey, you want to trade up for a for quarterback? A quarterback? Yep. Hey, trade with us. Give us everything you got, though. Yeah, I got it. I got to lose, man. Hey. Every game from now on. Dude, this bye week, we didn't win. We can't win. That's a loss. <laughs> That's an L right there. <laughs> That's a loss. All right, let's move on to our games of the week. Hottest games of the week. Bucks at the Panthers. Man, you saw what the Panthers did last week against the Chiefs, man. They they stuck in that game the whole time. 31, they barely lost by a field goal in that game, and the man... Teddy Bridgewater is looking good right now. Yeah, and with that energy is why I'm giving the Panthers a close win, 27-28. I think the Bucks a little shook. A little shook from last A little? A little shook right now, you know what I mean? And, you know, and this is something that's been kind of building. I, like, I know they had a little nice, like, two, three-game streak where they were, you know, doing their thing. But now now I'm, I'm thinking this is one of those losses that will definitely shake you. It'll sting them for sure. And to me, it's ironic in the timing because to me, what is it? We're halfway through the season. Yeah. What's, what's wrong, Tom Brady? That arm getting a little sore now? I think you know, it's you know getting what I mean? a little sore. You know, a little, a little sore. Bit, I mean, I don't know. A little bit more ice on that shoulder. Yeah, exactly. Like, he's he going to have to ice up a little bit more. So, I mean, I don't know. I, I still see it being a very close matchup. I, Tom Brady doesn't have very many back-to-back losses. I, I think I see one coming. I don't know, to be honest. Uh uh, it's great that the Panthers are doing this good right now, but they just lost McCaffrey again. And you saw McCaffrey's numbers last week. 
Mike Davies cannot do those numbers. He can, but I think it's a blessing in disguise. It's kind of like to me when like the Lions first lost Megatron, and then all of a sudden the following year Matthew Stafford's numbers got better, his completion, his interceptions because he down. had to spread the ball around. Exactly. To but me, th- that's what not, I see. This is a running back. Right, yeah, but they use him as a wide receiver, and I feel like they're like, all right, we got to get into McCaffrey's hands where they're no longer now looking at Robbie Anderson, the wide receiver, their number one, who's what, fifth in yards? Yeah, fifth in yards on the year, and now they're just giving you know little dump-offs. You know what I mean? Again, I'm not saying he's a bad player. Look look how it worked last week against the best team in the league. You know, this is what I'm saying. Like, McCaffrey is a game-changer whenever you have him on your team. Absolutely. And that's that's where I think it's going to – that just bring this team to a loss this week because of that. And I think the Bucks, you know, you know how they're feeling extra salty about last week's loss. And Tom Brady's probably going to have a chip chip on the shoulder this week. So I think they're going to win 28-21, but because McCaffrey's not in that game today. Okay. Game I mean, all week. I'm saying is that as far as just the running back position and doing the yeah. running back part, they're not missing too much, just no. just running. No, Mike Davis, you know, he's a good. He can fill in the role. Yeah, like, just, just the, run, the running role. role. The running, the, the role, running yeah. role. That's what I'm talking. Just as far as running, I think they're not missing too much. And if you're like, all right, cool. All right, well, what's our next best option? Oh, the the fourth best wide receiver this year. Okay, yeah. that's you know that's not a bad option to lean on. So that, that's, yeah, that's why. I'm no, but just I think still it'll be a good game. A I still bit. think it'll be a really good game. You know, I think it'll be back and forth too. But I think the Bucks get the Bucks get the last touchdown. All right. All right. Interesting matchup, but another one starring two young stars. We got probably my the, favorite one. Yeah, no, for sure. The Bills at Cardinals. Well, let's hear. Why is it your favorite? Man, Josh Allen last week against the Seahawks. Yeah, he went against the Seahawks or whatever, but man, he was looking like the beginning of the season. You know, he's going back to those just spreading the ball around and showing, looking to everybody. And, you know, he got that win last week against a really good Seahawks team. So, uh, the Cardinals still coming back from a, a loss to the Dolphins. Crucial loss. They should have won that match on paper. But I just think the Bills will win this match, 31-28. It will be a high-scoring match, but the Bills will get the last field goal to win this game. All right. All right. I, I definitely my, – my, uh, my predictions within a field goal, too – but I got the Cardinals winning this one, uh. mainly because, like you said, that was a tough stinger loss yeah. by the Cardinals. Dolphins. And I don't think that it's one of those – it's not like one of those losses I was describing with the, the Pugs because basically that's I mean, kind of the same argument, but now I'm going the opposite end. You know, I was like, oh, that's a loss that shakes them. I think this is a loss that, that gives them that, like, dude, we just let one slip out of our fingers. Yeah. You know, that wasn't just, like, one of those curve stomps. Yeah. You know, that was one of those things where we let one go. And honestly, I think Josh Allen might have put up his best performance last week. Yeah. Against one of the Seahawks. But that was also against the, the worst defense in the I league. mean, it was, but again, like, again, like sometimes the worst defense could have looked a lot better <laughs> when you have just such a phenomenal offense. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so, like, I mean, yeah, they had a bad offense, but he's, you still got to match blow for blow. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's what people fail to realize. They're like, oh, bad offense, garbage stats. It's like, yeah, but you still got to be able to put up those garbage stats. You still got to be able to just go back and forth. Yeah, they ran away with it in the first half, and then, you know, the Seahawks, of course, came back in Rally. the second half. Yeah. But he still had to, you know, have that final drive to win the game. Which was or great. Just to keep the game out of reach, and he did that. Which was great. But I'm like, hmm. I can see this being a real close one, just like you do. We both have it within a field goal. Yeah. 
And I think the Cardinals will have this they'll, one they'll last. Get the last one. And I think they'll win this one. Man, twenty-eight, yeah. twenty-six, Cardinals. Yeah, the, man, this is just my favorite game of the week, to be honest. It's just a really. I think it's gonna be a really high-scoring game between these two teams, high-scoring offenses. And Kyler Murray, you know, I think what what really hinders Kyler Murray is his height. Don't say it. his no, height. No, it's not his height. Oh, okay, his gotcha. height helps thank, him, especially scrambling. Because I mean, Russell Wilson, his height, he's around the same. He's yeah, probably no, a little yeah, bit, a no, little bit taller. Yeah, yeah, they're roughly the same. Yeah, yeah but uh, now Kyler Murray just has to really take control of his interceptions. Because you know sometimes he just be throwing crucial interceptions that hurts it hurts his team. You know what? But like I said, it doesn't bother me. Just like kind of like Baker Mayfield. I know you have a lot of hate on Baker Mayfield. I mean, look, Baker Mayfield's only in his third season. Just like yeah. Kyle, this is barely his second year. Yep. Like to me, what they're showing right now, I mean, it's great. They're, they're, it's no, they're great. doing look great. Great. I do. As of right now, this, but I think this, that will put him over the top. I think that will put him in the top five conversation. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. It's just an. Interesting era we live in because yeah. we definitely are living in an era where we're definitely seeing some of the best quarterbacks, obviously, like ever. And they're especially coming young quarterbacks. They're coming, yeah, they're coming out earlier and they're coming out younger, bigger, faster, stronger. Well, so, not Kyler Murray because he's small. I mean, well, <laughs> no. yeah, but, but, but you know what I'm saying. Fat, he's still faster. <laughs> he's and still strong. fast. He's oh, still man. fast and strong. He's been putting rushing yards like crazy, man. So, I mean, and he has one rushing touchdown and one touchdown throwing touchdown in every single game this year. Well, except for one. That was oh, one except of, for one. Yeah, that was one of my little tidbits when oh, okay. I, I mentioned them. But yeah, yeah, no, for sure. All but all but one game. That's still crazy. Hey, yeah, no. I mean, we've played eight games and seven of eight. Yeah, he's got double touchdowns and on the air and the ground. Crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. But let's uh, talk about another guy. Another guy who's in his division. Russell Wilson, Seahawks, and the Rams. Two yeah. other quarterbacks in the division. Tough division, honestly. Yeah, no, it's probably one of the best divisions. In the yeah. League. So. uh Man, what do you think about this matchup? The Rams, I'm I'm not too sold on them because they have not. They, I think they've maybe now beat two actually competitive teams. Yeah, but uh, I don't know. I mean, what what do you think about this matchup? I still think the Seahawks would come out with the win on this matchup, 27-24. But Jared Goff, I think since he's going against this Seahawks team, is gonna keep him in the game. But it's Russell Wilson time, and I think he's gonna have the last laugh at the end of the day. Man, if Seahawks had a better defense, this team would be undefeated, in my opinion. Um, the Rams, like I, they're kind of like they're kind of like the um, the Vikings. Sometimes they're up, sometimes they're down, and they don't have that consistency. And I don't think they're gonna show it this week, and that, that's why I think they're gonna lose. Yeah, I mean, you didn't say nothing wrong. I mean, definitely comparing them to the Vikings is it's pretty accurate. I mean, obviously, I think they're slightly more consistent than that just because they have more stability at the quarterback position. But sometimes I feel like their play calling gets a little stale. You know what yeah. I mean? They get too... Uh, they predictable. Try, yeah, they get, I mean, not even predictable. It's just more like they try to get too cute, try to set up these screens, and the next thing you know, you realize, have they thrown a ball like that was like past five to eight yards it's yeah. like no because they've been doing <laughs> they these keep it short yeah you know they're doing these screens they're doing these slants they're doing these out routes it's like all right well they're not even stretching the field but they're eating up clock and we can't get the pass rush going which i mean i, I totally get their their, their yeah. game plan and it works that's why they got a winning record that's why they're one of the tougher teams to beat but you said it yourself man russell wilson he's phenomenal he's playing great um but one thing about russell wilson he has been turning the ball over a little bit. Yeah, I mean, as of late, I would say probably what the last two games, uh, he's, the last three games, he had like yeah. four turnovers. Yeah, something like that. I mean, he's definitely at one point he was definitely neck and neck for a uh, MVP. 
and you can tell. I mean, he deserves an MVP. But yeah. Man, Aaron Rodgers playing too good. Aaron Rodgers playing good too. I I can't lie. Yeah. I think I think I think right now they're neck and neck. I I can't even say they're neck and neck anymore. Really? Like you like you said those those interceptions, man. I mean, like I mean I said earlier, Aaron Rodgers has two more or two less touchdowns and two less interceptions than he the had last all last year. Yes, yes. I mean, that's spectacular. Again, let me just put it in super simple terms. 24 touchdowns, two interceptions, halfway through the season. Yeah. Yeah, well, let's just common sense. All right, well, let's just say stupid math puts another 24 touchdowns on top of that and only two more interceptions. I mean, we're looking at almost 50 touchdowns and only four picks. But I think Russell Wilson's on that same price. It's not well, maybe not in uh not the interceptions, interceptions and that interceptions that, that'll do it though. But he has rushing touchdowns. And I think that's that's also, you know, I mean, it does a big count, factor. It does count for something, but I mean, again, when you're just not turning over the ball and winning games, I mean, I think Yeah, but I think Russell Wilson's throwing the ball more than, you know, this defense is letting them score and then putting the ball in his hands a lot more than Aaron Rodgers is getting the ball in his hands. Hey, that might be true. Uh, next week, I'll let you know yeah. who's throwing more and who's completing more because that's something I need to know and I want to know now. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Yeah, we'll figure that out and share that with the audience. But, uh, man, I just see uh, I see the Seahawks winning this one. It, it'll be a high-scoring game in my opinion. I think it'll be 30-27, but I think, uh, I think the Seahawks win this one. And uh, like I said, sadly, Aaron Rodgers playing super phenomenal. Yeah. I don't think he's winning the MVP this year, even though, man, does he deserve one. Yeah, he does deserve one. And I think he'll be close. He'll be close. Yeah, to he'll it. be close, but nah, Aaron Rodgers too good this year. All right. Well, that wraps up our show. Thanks for listening. And hey, follow us on Instagram at Let's Talk TDs. Or you can email us at Let's Talk TDs at Gmail. If you have any questions, any topics, if you want us to talk about anything, let us know. I'm AD. And I'm Jerry. And we'll be back next week. See y'all. Peace.